أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا اللهم أرنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وأرنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحلل أقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bedi-Uzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to this series wherever you listen to your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. In this episode, inshallah, we will continue reading the 10th word. The tenth word is about the verity of bodily resurrection and the existence of an afterlife, the hereafter. It has three sections. The first one is a representation. We read through a representation story. And we tried to set cognitive patterns in our minds in order to understand what is to come thereafter. The second section was an introduction. An introduction to the uh, more fundamental, more essential part of the treatise. And there, Ustad Nursi pointed out some of the features of the representation that correspond to reality. And in the third section, we are going into reality right away and we are trying to understand by looking around us, observing the universe that we live in trying to understand how that universe works and what we can deduce from the workings of the universe about the creator of that universe and then trying to understand what makes sense to expect from this creator and that leads us to the knowledge of the hereafter and the verity of bodily resurrection Ustad Nursi calls each each part of this section a truth we read through the first three truths and now we are inshallah going to read the fourth one dördüncü hakikat babu jud ve cemaldir ismi cevvat ve cemilin cilvesidir the fourth truth this is the gate of generosity and beauty and it is a reflection of the names the generous and the beautiful and each of in each of these truths we enter through a gate of course in a metaphorical sense we enter that truth we enter the conceptual world or conceptual palace of that that truth through the gate of some of god's names and attributes the attributes that we are going to look into in this truth are generosity and beauty if we try to go back and refresh our minds perhaps which might be useful in the first truth we looked at rububiyya and sultana we looked at lordship and royal power 
as two attributes of God. And that was a reflection of the name, the Lord, Rab. The second truth, we looked at the attributes of munificence and mercy, and that was a reflection of the names, Al-Karim and Al-Rahim, the munificent and the mercy giver. And in the third truth, we looked at the, uh, the attributes of Hikmah and Adala, wisdom and justice, and those were reflections of the names, the all-wise and the just as God's names, of course. So in this fourth one, in the fourth truth, we are entering through the gate of generosity and beauty and looking at the reflections of the names, the generous and the beautiful. Where are we looking at it? We are looking at the signs of creation in the great book of the cosmos. The Quran has ayat, the Quran has verses, but the word ayah also means sign. The Quran has signs and each of those signs point to the Creator, increase our knowledge of the Creator, increase our love of the Creator, increase our ability to worship the Creator. And there are signs in the creation. The Quran tells us this too. God tells us, look around, look at the signs of your Lord in the creation. And so we look around and we try to read. The way we read the Quran, we try to read the cosmos, the universe that we live in. And we also look inwards. We look at the universe that, in with, that is within and we try to read that too. So what we will read there now is generosity and beauty the generosity and beauty that reflects on the creation and whenever there is a reflection there is a reflected and that reflected is the generous and the beautiful god hiç mümkün müdür ki nihayetsiz cudu sahavet tükenmez servet Bitmez hazineler, misilsiz sermedi cemal, kusursuz ebedi kemal, bir dar saadet ve mahalli ziyafet içinde daimi bulunacak olan muhtaç şakirleri, müştak ayine darları, mütehayir seyircileri istemesinler. Is it at all possible? And remember, this is the beginning of almost all the truths that we are reading, and it is a logical method deduction we talked about in the previous episode in some some detail because because Ustad Nursi provides us with some detail so if you would like to understand this better please go to the previous episode in which we discuss uh, the third truth and listen to that or go ahead and read uh, one of the side notes in the third truth of the tenth word in the Risale Inur so is it at all possible that an utmost generosity and open-handed profusion so let's try to open this up a little bit the word jude uh, which is the root of the name al-jawad means generous but it is not any generosity there are multiple words that we use for generosity as is in english here jude means one who gives without being asked so there might be a person out there who has what you need and you can go and this person gives 
So the jawad just gives. You don't even have to ask, right? And then sahawat, that is another word that we are reading here. And one translation might be open-handed profusion. What it means is that the person is open-handed. And this person also has a lot. A person may be generous but poor and therefore not have anything to give. He gives from his heart and soul and spirit. He smiles and even that smile may be a charity to you, but he is not wealthy. And therefore you don't go to that person in order to ask for uh, a loan, for instance. But the one who is who has sahawat, who has open-handed profusion, he also has profusion and is open-handed. So we look around and we observe utmost generosity in the sense that we explained and open-handed profusion. We look around and we see that there is an abundance of giving. To canvas servet, we look around and we also see an inexhaustible richness, wealth. Bitmez hazineler, unending treasures, misilsiz sermedi cemal, a peerless, peerless, incomparable beauty that lasts, kusursuz ebedi kemal, flawless, eternal perfection. So we look around and we see all of these and Ustad Nursi asks, is it at all possible that all of these will not entail, will not call for an abode of felicity, a place of feasting, a, a feast, in which there will be needy people who are grateful, mirror holders who are eagerly doing their jobs, and spectators who are in a state of awe. And of course, this is a rhetorical question. If you observe utmost generosity and open-handed profusion, inexhaustible wealth, unending treasures, a peerless, lasting, eternal, continuing beauty, a perfect, perfect, flawless, eternal perfection, when you see all of these together, it is logical, it makes sense to expect that all of these entail an abode of feasting because if there is so much generosity where, where is the generous one going to give to whom is the generous one going to give if there is no abode of giving which is the source of felicity if there is no feast where is the open-handed profusion the one who has open-handed profusion going to show his open-handedness if there isn't such a place if there aren't uh, mirror holders who are eager, eager to look and see and show, reflect what will become of that beauty. What makes sense for that beauty? We talked about this before, right? If, you, if there is a, an artist who makes a beautiful picture, a painting, it, is, it makes sense, it is common sense. It entails that he is going to exhibit that beauty. And that perfection, beauty and perfection. So what makes sense is that there will be an abode of felicity, a place of feasting. There will be needy ones who take from the blessings of that generosity. 
benefit from it and in return they are grateful they show their gratitude and that will be eager mirror holders who are going to have inborn eagerness desire to to reflect and show that beauty and there will be spectators who will be in a state of awe okay this is a claim let's see if we if we actually observe such generosity and open-handed profusion such beauty and perfection around us in the cosmos because that is where we started that is what we are trying to read now Evet, dünya yüzünü bu kadar müzeyyen masnuatıyla süslendirmek, ay ile güneşi lamba yapmak, yeryüzünü bir sofra nimet ederek matumatın en güzel çeşitleriyle doldurmak, meyveli ağaçları birer kap yapmak, her mevsimde birçok defalar tecdid etmek, hadsiz bir cudu sehabeti gösterir. Yes, to ornament, embellish the face of the earth with, with all of these decorative, beautified artifacts. To make the moon and the sun two lamps, two chandeliers hanging on top of it to give it light. To make the face of the earth into a, into a table of blessings and fill it with the most beautiful types of nutritions. And to turn trees into bowls filled with fruit and to renew this many times in each season that shows an utmost level of generosity and open-handed profusion and of course this is one way to look at the cosmos the universe the skeptic the pessimist may, may look and see other things but that's not what we will do we are seeking truth we are seeking truth. Skepticism is not a is not a search for truth. Skepticism is a faith, a narrow-minded faith that says that I'm not going to accept anything, no matter what, no matter how convincing the argument is, no matter what my senses, my intellect, my soul tell me, I'm not going to give up. It is a state of stubbornness and pessimism is bias. So if you were to look around, this is what we would see. It is a beautiful universe, a beautiful earth in that universe. And it is beautified with all these artifacts that are not only beautiful, but are also blessings and benefits. And it is as if, as if they are prepared in these bowls and containers and plates in a way to make it appealing. We talked about this before. If we started with taste, nutrition could be tasteless or bitter or paper-like and we would have to eat it because we need nutrition in order to continue our existence. But no, nutrition is tasty, delicious and there, there are varieties of these tastes. It is a feast. It is a feast. And nutrition is also appealing to the eye it is handsome it is pretty it is colorful look at the fruits it is its smell is beautiful it smells nice and there is there is variety there too there's variety and beautiful variety in tastes colors texture so if one were to give what you need in these blessings and not only just give but beautify it 
we need light to see. And we see light in that spectrum that makes it appealing to us. We see light. It is not just white light. It is not a grayscale world. It is not black and white. But we have red, we have yellow, we have orange, we have green, we have blue, and we have the various tones of all of these and their interactions. And it is also moving. It is it is not stagnant. It changes and there is variation across time and space. So whoever is doing this and whoever is filling what he does with blessings that meet our needs is also beautifying it. And this is not taking anything from his wealth because he keeps renewing it again and again across time every year in each season and it does not end. He has a lot. He has abundant treasures, unending treasures. He has inexhaustible wealth. He can turn this massive object, the sun, into a lamp on our heads. And he puts it in such a distance that it does not burn us. It does not dazzle us. It is just at the distance that we need it to be. And when the night comes, he takes the sun away so that we can rest because that is also a need. But he beautifies that darkness too so that we are not in utter darkness. And he puts the moon there. And then he turns the surface of the earth into a table. A beautiful table and he puts flowers on the trees first it appeals to our eyes and then he puts those fruits beautifully shaped beautifully colored beautifully smelling as if each branch of each tree is a bowl filled with fruit filled with those beautiful objects of nutrition so he certainly has generosity and he certainly has profusion and abundance of wealth. Böyle nihayetsiz bir cudu sehavet, öyle tükenmez hazineler ve rahmet, hem daimi hem arzu edilen her şey içinde bulunur bir dahr ziyafet ve mahalli saadet ister. So, utmost generosity and open-handed profusion and such inexhaustible treasures and mercy call for, call for a place, an abode of feasting and a place of felicity that is that will contain everything that is desired in it. And that is also continual, that lasts, that does not come to an end. A place of feasting, an abode of felicity that has everything that the guests want and desire and also that does not come to an abrupt end that continues hem kat'i ister ki o ziyafetten telezzüz edenler o mahalli saadette devam etsinler ebedi kalsınlar and it also entails calls for once that those who delight in that feast will continue in that place of felicity they will stay there forever ta zeval ve firakla elem çekmesinler so that they are not pained with cessation and separation çünkü zeval elem lezzet olduğu gibi zeval lezzet dahi elemdir 
Öyleyse evet, elem çektirmek istemez. Because as the cessation of pain is delight, pleasure, so is the cessation of pleasure, pain. And the owner of such open-handed profusion would not want to give pain. This sentence, çünkü zevali elem lezzet olduğu gibi zevali lezzet dahi elemdir, is one of the most famous sentences of the Risale-i Nur. And it, it is so wisdomful that it is worth framing and hanging on, on the wall. Zevali elem lezzet olduğu gibi zevali lezzet dahi elemdir. In the way that the cessation of pain is pleasure, the cessation of pleasure is pain. And when our nafs tells us, I want this pleasure, I want that pleasure, I don't care if it is forbidden or permissible, I don't care what God calls me to do here, I just want and want. When our, when our I want monster is awakened and pushing us to do things, we need to tell it, look, you want this pleasure, this worldly and uh, perhaps forbidden, perhaps reprehensible pleasure, but know that it will come to an end. You want, you will not revel in it forever. You may take what you want for the moment, but keep in mind, remember, imagine that it will come to an end, and that is painful. Because this is what you want and like, this is what you want to enjoy, but remember, your enjoyment is going to come to an abrupt end. And if you are going through a tribulation, if you are pained and constricted, something is not right, Keep in mind that this will come to an end too, and that it comes to an end is going to be pleasurable. Those those pains, those tribulations will leave, will leave. The pain will go, and the pleasure of having gotten rid of them. And if you met them with patience, having acquired good deeds, God's pleasure as a result is going to remain with you. So. In the way that the cessation of, of pain is pleasure, the cessation of pleasure is pain. And such open-handed profusion does not want, that's not what we associate with, does not want giving pain. Demek ebedi bir cenneti hem içinde ebedi muhtaçları ister. In that case, it wants a continual eternal paradise and also eternal needy ones in it. Needy ones in it who are partaking uh, the blessings in there and taking advantage of the beautiful artifacts that God has created in it and benefiting from it and they are also eternal. They, they are there to stay. Çünkü nihayetsiz cudu seha nihayetsiz ihsan etmek ister, nimetlendirmek ister. Because utmost endless generosity and open-handed profusion would want to bestow and give its blessings in an endless way. In an infinite way. Nihayetsiz ihsan ve nimetlendirmek ise nihayetsiz minnettarlık ve nimetlenmek ister. And endless bestowal and blessing wants 
calls for endless appreciation, indebtedness, and partaking of those blessings. Bu ise ihsana mazhar olan şahsın devamı vücudunu ister. And this in turn once entails that the one who is being bestowed, on whom the bestowals are appearing, will continue to exist. Ta daimi tenaumla o daimi inama karşı şükür ve minnettarlığını göstersin. So that with this continual partaking of blessings, he will show his gratitude, appreciation and indebtedness in return for that blessing. Yoksa zeval ile acılaşan cüz'i bir telezzüz, kısacık bir zamanda öyle bir cud-u sehanın muktezasıyla kabili tevfik değildir. Otherwise, it is not possible to bring such partial pleasure that is embittered with cessation in such a short period of time in agreement with what is entailed by, what is required by such generosity and open-handed profusion. Hem dahi meşeri sanat ilahiye olan aktarı alem sergilerine bak. And now turn around and look at the exhibits, exhibits of the regions of the realm, which are displays of divine artistry. Look at the regions of the realm, look at the sky, look at the sea, look at the surface of the earth, look at the firmament, look around, look inside, look at these uh, small creatures, insects and birds and Look around, look whichever category you, you can take from the realm. Look and see that they are exhibits. They are displaying divine artistry. Yeryüzündeki nebatat ve hayvanatın ellerinde olan ilanat-ı Rabbaniye'ye dikkat et. Pay attention to the proclamation of lordship in the hands of the animals and plants that are on the surface of the earth. So animals and plants in their hands are carrying, of course metaphorical hands, are carrying proclamations. What are those proclamations? They are proclamations of lordship. And Ustad Nursi here opens a side note, haşiye. Evet, kemik gibi bir kuru ağacın ucundaki tel gibi incecik bir sapta, gayet münakkaş, müzeyyen bir çiçek ve gayet musanna ve murassa bir meyve. Elbette gayet sanatperver, mucizekar ve hikmettar bir saniyin mehasini sanatını zişura okutturan bir ilannamedir. İşte nebatata hayvanatı dahi kıyaset. Yes, an utmostly ornamented, decorated and beautified flower, an utmostly artistic and embellished fruit, at the tip of a thin stem on the stump, on the branches of a tree that is dry like bone, that's bone dry. Of course, that is a proclamation. That is a proclamation that makes the conscious beings read the beauty of excellence of an artful maker who, who loves art, utmostly loves art, who is utmostly art-loving and miraculous and wise.
and compare animals to plants in this respect. Ustad Nursi gave us an example from plants. Think of a peach, for instance. On a thin stem, which is connected to a branch, which is connected to a stump, and the stem is thin like a wire, that's a word that I forgot to translate while doing the translation. It is like a, it's like a thin wire and it is connected to a branch that is especially in the winter, bone dry, and then life comes to it, but it is at the end of the day, it is coming out of this bone dry piece of wood. And on it is hanging this beautiful flower, which then turns into this artistic and embellished and decorated and beautiful fruit. So what is it? Ustad Nursi says, this is a proclamation. This is something to be read. It is written with gold and framed and hung on a wall. You are told to go and read. And you read. What do you read? You read the beauties of excellence that belong to an artful maker who loves art, who, who does things in miraculous ways and who is wise. All of this serves a function. It is not only beautiful and hanging there, but it is also yielding benefits. You take it and you bite into it and it is tasteful and the juice comes to your mouth and your taste buds are having a feast and it is also feeding you, giving you nutrition and enabling you to continue your existence. And then compare animals, compare animals to plants. Ustad Nursi says, and we will leave it to our imaginations and, and personal efforts. And then Ustad Nursi says something like this, we should not just read it and uh, move on. We should think about it. This is an exercise. These are not only for reading and enjoying. These are for us to learn to think in a particular way, for us to turn around and look at the nature or ourselves and the sky or anywhere, Akhtaru, Alam, right, the regions of the realm, and to cultivate this ability to reflect upon them in a way that takes us, that guides us to the to the artistry of our Lord, to our Lord ultimately. Yes, pay attention to the proclamations in the hands of the plants and, and animals that are on the surface of the earth. Mehasini rububiyetin dellalları olan enbiya ve evliyaya kulak ver. Listen to the prophets and saints who are the announcers, criers of the beauties of excellence in lordship. Nasıl müttefikan sani zülcelalin kusursuz kemalatını harika sanatlarının teşhiriyle gösteriyorlar, beyan ediyorlar, enzarı dikkati celbediyorlar. Look, they are all in agreement. Look at the signs of the creation, signs in the creation, the trees, the plants, the birds, butterflies, stars and what not. Look at them and look, listen, what the saints and prophets are telling us. Revelation and creation. What are they telling us together in agreement, muttafikan, in agreement? How they are showing us by exhibiting the wondrous arts and 
perfect, flawless perfection of a majestic, artful maker, how they are explaining these, elucidating these for us, and how they are attracting, attracting our attention. They are calling. They are calling. They are not just standing there and saying something, whispering and silently. No, no. That peach that is yellow and orange and red and shiny, when you are passing by, it calls your attention. You, you want to turn and take a look. That flower that's by the road, uh, let's say in the spring, lavender flowers by the road in, in a multitude that have painted the sidewalk in purple, or those yellow flowers on the plains in the skirts on the skirts of a mountain perhaps that paint the that plain space that was dark and brown or grayish maybe all of a sudden you wake up one day and they have all bloomed and they have painted the skirts of the mountain in yellow they are calling your attention they are screaming they are yelling something and look at the prophets and saints throughout history they have gone through so much difficulty in order to get their voice heard, in order to get the message to you. They are calling your attention. They are explaining something. They are demonstrating by exhibiting the wondrous arts and artistry of an artful maker who is majestic and perfect. Demek bu alemin sani'inin pek mühim ve hayret verici ve gizli kemalatı vardır. In that case, so at the beginning we asked, do we really see generosity and open-handed profusion when we, when we look around? And yes, we looked around now and we see it. In that case, based on all of these that we have observed, the artful maker of this realm has very important and wondrous, awe-inspiring, wonder-inspiring, and hidden perfections. Bu harika sanatlarla onları göstermek ister. He wants to show them with these wondrous arts. Çünkü gizli, kusursuz kemalat ise takdir edici, istihsan edici, maşallah diyerek müşahede edicilerin başlarında teşhir ister. Because hidden, flawless perfection calls for once to be demonstrated, displayed before the eyes of, publicly displayed before the eyes of those who appreciate, who who observe and witness by, and, and as they witness who say Allah, look what my Lord has done look look what my Lord has done this perfection calls for those who know how to appreciate and who witness in a state of appreciation in a state of seeing the beauty in it the goodness in it Daimi kemalat ise daimi tezahür ister. Now, that is what perfection wants, entails. And if that perfection is continual, unending, then it will want to appear, be exposed in an unending way. Continually exposed. O ise takdir ve istihsan edicilerin, edicilerin devamı vücudunu ister. And in turn, this calls for once and tales that those who appreciate and see the good in it also continue to exist because olmayan istihsan edicinin nazarında kemalatın kıymeti sukut eder in the sight of one who sees good in what he looks 
if he does not have lastingness, the value of that perfection is going to plummet. There's another side note here. Hashiye. Evet, durub bu emsaldendir ki bir dünya güzeli bir zaman kendine meftun olmuş adi bir adamı huzurundan tard eder. So, it is among the stories that are told, uh, stories of wisdom that are told that once upon a time there was a worldly beauty, a beautiful woman, and she expelled an ordinary lowly man who was infatuated with her from her presence. O adam kendine teselli vermek için tuh ne kadar çirkindir der. That man who was expelled from the presence of this worldly beauty said tuh he, he spat and said see how ugly she is in order to console himself. She was beautiful. She was recognized as beautiful by the entire world but this man because he was expelled and needed to console himself he said tuh how ugly she is. O güzelin güzelliğini nefyeder. He rejects the beauty of that beautiful one. Hem bir vakit bir ayı gayet tatlı bir üzüm asması altına girer. And once upon a time a bear came upon this, this grapevine that had really sweet grapes. Üzümleri yemek ister. He wanted to eat the grapes. Koparmağa eli yetişmez. However, he could not reach. The grapevine had perhaps climbed a tree or something. He could not reach the height of the grapes on the vine. Asmaya da çıkamaz. And he could not climb the, climb the vine either. Kendi kendine teselli vermek için kendi lisanıyla ekşidir der. Gümler gider. In order to console himself, he says in his own words, in his bare words, this must be sour. The grapes must be sour and growling. He goes on his way. So, going back to the, the last sentence that Ustad Nursi told us before the side note, Bekası olmayan istihsan edicinin nazarında kemalatın kıymeti sukut eder. In the eyes of an appreciator who does not lust, the value of perfection plummets. Yes, he appreciates, but he also knows that he won't lust to continue to appreciate. That pains him. So he has to console himself. He cannot attach value to it any longer because the more value he, he or she attaches to it, the more pain he or she will feel. Hem dahi kainatın yüzünde serilmiş olan gayetle güzel ve sanatlı ve parlak ve süslü şu mevcudat, ışık güneşi bildirdiği gibi misilsiz manevi bir cemalin mihasinini bildirir ve nazirsiz hafi bir hüsnün letaifini işar ediyor. Besides, all of these beautiful and artistic and bright and ornamented existent beings, entities that are spread on the face of the cosmos, not only the earth now, but the cosmos. Think of the firmament too. In the way that light lets us know about the sun, light informs us about the presence of the sun. So imagine... You may be in a room and you don't see the sun directly, but there is light coming into the room through the window and you know that there is a source of this light and then you know that the sun is out and it is shining. In the, it is day. It is not night. It is day. So in the way that light informs us about the sun, all of these 
utmostly beautiful, artistic, bright and ornamented, embellished existent beings point to indicate the hidden subtleties of a beauty of excellence and they inform us about the beauties and excellence of a metaphysical beauty. Uh, subtleties of hidden and peerless beauty and the excellent beauties of a metaphysical visible beauty. Now the this became a bit convoluted here because there are more than ones that we have to translate as beauty. One is Jamal, the other is Husn. I might have talked about this before. So when we say Husn, we are referring to beauty, but also there is the notion of excellence in it. When we say Jamal, again, we are referring to beauty, but there is a notion of visibility in it. So all of this in the cosmos, the way light informs us of the sun in that way show us inform us about a a peerless metaphysical though visible metaphysical but visible beauty and its outcomes and they also inform us or point us to because this is more subtle we won't see it right away but they also point us to the hidden and again matchless beauties of excellence that we see in these subtleties. We have another side note. Ayine misal mevcudatın birbiri arkasında zeval ve fenalarıyla beraber arkalarından gelenlerin üstünde ve yüzlerinde aynı hüsn ve cemalin cilvesinin bulunması gösterir ki cemal onların değil. Belki o cemaller bir hüsn müneze ve bir cemali mukaddesin ayatı ve emaratıdır. Think of mirror-like reflective objects that come before I, your eyes one after the other and then they cease to exist and are annihilated. An example that Ustad Nursi gives about this elsewhere is a river. Imagine yourself sitting by a river, there is sun and you see the shimmering of the sun on the water but you know that the water is flowing. So the water that you look at and see the shimmering of the sun at given moment A is not the same water that you are looking at in given moment B. The water passed. So the mirror-like reflective objects came and passed. However, the same beauty and the reflections of the same beauty of excellence and visible beauty are reflecting in sequence continuously. You see the reflections of the same beauty on that object and the one that comes after that and the one that comes after that and the one that comes after that. This shows that this beauty does not belong to them. The beauty that you witness on the face of this mirror-like object does not belong to the mirror-like object. Rather, this shows us that that beauty that you witness on the face of those mirror-like objects are the signs and symptoms of a transcendent beauty of excellence and a sacred visible beauty. It is beyond your reach. Transcendent, munazzeh. It, it, it is beyond what you can describe and grasp and comprehend. Beyond any, any imperfection that you may attribute to it. 
these reflective objects, for instance, are imperfect because they don't last. They're all doomed to annihilation. But that beauty, that must be the source that is not doomed to annihilation because as these objects pass, it continues to be there. O Münezzehüsün, o mukaddes cemalin cilvesinden, esmalarda, belki her isimde çok gizli defineler bulunduğunu işaret eder. Before the side note, we had mentioned that the existent beings, entities, objects that are spread through the cosmos, that are beautiful, artistic, bright and ornamented, in the way that light informs us about the existence of the sun, these, these objects, existent beings, inform us about beauty, peerless, matchless, metaphysical beauty and its, its outcomes, the beauties that are visible, that are apparent on that essential beauty. So we continue, those objects, those existent beings that are spread through the cosmos tell us that in the names, in the names, which names? God's names, divine names, God's beautiful names, in the names there are many hidden treasures that are originating from that transcendent beauty of excellence, Hussein, that pure, flawless beauty of excellence and, and that sacred, visible beauty. All of these treasures are originating from the reflections of that pure beauty of excellence and that sacred visible beauty that are embedded in the names. That's what everything is telling us. They are pointing to this. They don't show it obviously. Because if they showed it obviously, there would be no testing here. Inshallah, we will see it obviously in the paradise. But here they point, they give us subtle indications. And these subtle indications tell us that in all the names, like the name Ar-Razak, right? We are talking about nutrition and provision. In the name of the provider or the name the merciful, Ar-Rahman, in all the manifestations of mercy that we look around, embedded in them, there are treasures, hidden treasures that are reflections of that pure transcendent beauty of excellence and that sacred visible beauty. İşte şu derece Ali, nazirsiz, gizli bir cemal ise kendi mehasinini bir miratta görmek ve hüsnünün derecatını ve cemalinin mekyaslarını zişur ve müştak bir aynede müşahede etmek istediği gibi başkalarının nazarıyla yine sevgili cemaline bakmak için görünmek de ister. Now, a beauty that is so lofty, matchless and also hidden will certainly want to see the outcomes of its beauty in mirrors and to witness the degrees of its beauty of excellence and the measures, measures of its visible beauty in mirrors that are conscious and yearning for it. And as, as it wants this, it will also want to be seen, want to become visible, so that he can look at his beloved beauty through the sights of others. 
Demek iki vecihle kendi cemaline bakmak. In that case, this means looking at his own beauty in two ways. Biri, her biri başka başka renkte olan aynelerde bizzat müşahede etmek. Now one of them is to witness that beauty in person. In mirrors that are each in a different color, that each have different qualities and colors and ways of reflecting to see it directly in various and variegated mirrors in person. Diğeri, the other one is, müştak olan seyirci ve mütehayir olan istihsancıların müşahedesiyle müşahede etmek ister. And the second one is that he wants to witness his beauty through the witnessing of eager yearning spectators and appreciators who are in a state of awe. Demek hüsn ve cemal görmek ve görünmek ister. In that case, what summarizes this, what brings this all together is that beauty of excellence and visible beauty want to see and be seen. Görmek, görünmek ise müştak sehirci, mütehayir istihsan edicilerin vücudunu ister. And seeing and being seen necessitate entail the existence of yearning, loving spectators and appreciators who are in a state of awe. Hüsn ve cemal ebedi sermedi olduğundan müştakların devamı vücutlarını ister. And now that beauty of excellence and visible beauty, because they are lasting and continual, they are eternal, they entail this demand, want, the continuity of the existence of those yearning lovers. Çünkü daimi bir cemal ise zail bir müştaka razı olamaz. Because a continual beauty will not agree, will not agree to a finite temporal lover. It will want the lover to continue too. Zira dönmemek üzere zevale mahkum olan bir seyirci, zevalin tasavvuruyla muhabbeti adavete döner, hayreti istihfafa, hürmeti tahkire meyleder. Because, this is also important, because a spectator who is doomed to annihilation without any return, because of the imagination, conceptualization, the thought of that eventual ultimate annihilation, his love will turn into enmity and his wonder will incline toward belittling. Remember the the bear who said sour for the graves? His wonder will turn into belittling, taking lightly, and his respect will turn into contempt. Çünkü hodgam insan bilmediği şeye düşman olduğu gibi yetişmediği şeye de zıttır. Because the human being who is always concerned about himself, his, his, his nafs, right? A person who is always a human being, who is always concerned with himself, as he is an enemy of what he does not know, he is also against those that he cannot reach. Halbuki nihayetsiz bir muhabbet, hadsiz bir şevk ve istihsan ile mukabeleye layık olan bir cemale karşı zımnen bir adavet ve kin ve inkar ile mukabele eder. And because of this, as a result of 
this. He responds to a beauty that is deserving of, that deserves infinite love and endless yearning and appreciation. He responds to that beauty with a hidden enmity, denial and spite or hatred. İşte kafir Allah'ın düşmanı olduğunun sırrı bundan anlaşılıyor. So the secret of the fact that a disbeliever is an enemy of God should be understood from this or is understood from this. Madem o nihayetsiz sehaveti cud, o misilsiz cemali hüsn, o kusursuz kemalat, ebedi müteşekkirleri, müştakları, müstahsinleri iktiza ederler. So, if, and we will connect several observations to this if, if that infinite generosity of open-handed profusion, that matchless beauty of excellence of visible beauty, that flawless perfection necessitate eternal lasting thankers, people who are expressing their gratitude and thanking, eternal yearning lovers and eternal lasting appreciators. Halbuki şu misafirhaneyi dünyada görüyoruz. Herkes çabuk gidip kayboluyor. And on top of this we see that in this guest house of the world everybody comes and goes away quickly and disappears. O sehavetin ihsanını ancak az bir parça tadar. They taste the bestowals of that open-handed profusion only a little bit. İştihası açılır fakat yemez gider. His appetite increases but he leaves before actually being able to eat to his fill. O cemal, o kemalin dahi ancak biraz ışığına, belki bir zayıf gölgesine bir anda bakıp doymadan gider. He can look at a, a little bit of the light, perhaps a weak shadow of that beauty and that perfection and moves on without being satiated. Demek bir serangahı daimiye gidiliyor. So what does this mean? If this is the case, what does this mean? In that case, the destination is a lasting, continual place of spectacle. Elhasıl Nasıl ki şu alem bütün mevcudatıyla Sani-i Zülcelal'ine kat'i dalalet eder. Sani-i Zülcelal'in de sıfat ve esma-i kutsiyesi dar ahirete dalalet eder ve gösterir ve ister. So in conclusion in the way that this realm with all of the existent beings in it indicates, definitively indicates their majestic artful maker, the majestic artful maker with all of his attributes and sacred names indicates, shows and entails an abode of afterlife. Alhamdulillah, this was the end of the fourth truth. Inshallah, next time we read the 10th word, we will continue from the 5th 
truth which is Babu Shefkat ve Ubudiyeti Muhammediyedir. Aleyhissalatu vesselam ismi Mujib ve Rahimin cilvesidir. It is going to be the gate of compassion and the worshipful slavehood of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and it will be a reflection of the names, the answerer and the mercy giver, inshallah. If you are benefiting from these recordings, please share them with your friends, spread the word. Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Al-Fatiha